0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fun Times at Camp Marco podcast. This is podcast number 10, one zero, the big double digits. And I'm Aunt Jala. And the winner is...
1: So today, we're going to do a nature talk, a crafty segment with our Camp Marco banner, quarantine news, generation mix-up, and then the great reveal. Thump, thump, thump. Now we're going to go on to a nature segment, and Jala's going to explain how, you know, how it works.
0: Well, we knew that today was going to be the one sunny day this week, so we thought we'd get outside and do something fun. I have a book called Sharing Nature with Children, which was given to me by my dad, and I looked up a bunch of fun nature games, and we decided to do this one today. It's called Meet a Tree. So we got the kids ready and we found a a place near our house that was a park, but also has little pockets of woods in it. So we figured even if a lot of people were out walking their dogs and stuff, we could have a little spot to do our thing. And then we gathered the supplies, which was basically to give everyone a bandana and make sure that they were wearing shoes that could get muddy. So we drove to to the park, then we walked up to a place on the path that we knew was perfect to start the game. so Buck took me around
1: and he took me a long way or what i thought what he was actually doing he was just twisting and turning but he was doing it very slightly so i wouldn't know
0: and you couldn't see
1: cuz you were wearing the bandana around your eyes right right so the first tree was pretty close it had um it was it was a little tree no, it was a fork tree, it had, like, the stump, and then there was one branch going diagonally, and then one branch going diagonally.
0: So what was it like to, to not have your sight? Like, how did, you, how did you notice what was around you?
1: Um, just felt around.
0: Did you hear things? Or yeah,
1: like... listening around, like, I could tell what, you know, like, what I was stepping on, if it was, like, leaves and grass, sticks.
0: Alright, so yes. what was the second tree that you guys visited?
1: Um, the second tree, let me try to remember. Um, what was the second tree? So, the second tree was, you know, a normal-sized tree, medium. And it had a rock by it. So that's what helped me find it. The third tree was just skinny. <laughs> so yeah, I thought we went, like, long way, like, through the forest, came out another side, but no, we were just twisting and turning. So then I needed a lot of hints.
0: So then did you? Did, so then we came back to the meeting point, and you were allowed to take off your blindfold, and then you had to figure out which tree was yours.
1: Right. So I needed a lot of hands, and eventually I found all three. Found all three. And I thought, you know what? But it's my turn. You're gonna. uh You're going to be blindfolded. So I put the blindfold on him, and, you know, I did a little twisty-turny. And the first tree, you know, I went downhill, and I went uphill to make him confused, but it didn't confuse him. (laughs) Um, First tree, you know, average tree, pretty smallish
0: the yeah, second was actually... tree was pretty cool. What was your second tree like?
1: So, there were two evergreens, and my second tree was an evergreen. I twisted and turned tried, tr- and tried to make him think that it was the other evergreen, but it did not work. <laughs> he figured the trees out like, bam. So, that kind of got me disappointed. <laughs> Jala, what happened with you?
0: So my part was exciting because I actually had two people to lead around while they were blind and so I had to watch both of them and make sure that they didn't fall on their faces or uh, get a a stick to the eye. Um, So I had Karina and Zoe and we went downhill while Bup and Kai went uphill and I led them into a part of the forest with lots of sticks and dry leaves onto the ground. And then I had them feel around and feel that there was like a big rock. And they got to kind of orient themselves by knowing that that was near their tree. And then I actually had Karina put her hand on one tree and then I led Zoe away to her special tree. And then I told her, put your arms around it, feel it, listen to it. Like imagine what it is like to be that tree. Yeah, you never know. (laughs) Listen
1: to a tree?
0: You never know what it might say. And then I, I left her there and I went to, uh, Karina and I led her to a nice big tree that wasn't too far away. So I let them have a few minutes each to really bond with their tree. And then I led them both carefully back up the hill to the meeting place. And when we took off the blindfold, they were both able to find their trees, especially because they, uh, they figured out that it was near the rock that I had had them feel. So that was really exciting. And then Bup suggested they blindfold us too. And I was excited and also kind of nervous because it's weird not to have your sight if you're used to it. And then Zoe led me around and she led me through grasses and then to a tree that had a split in it. So it was, it was good to be able to feel that. And then I could really identify what my tree was like. And then once I found it again, we all talked about it and tried to guess how old the tree was. And Karina and Zoe thought that the tree was probably older than me, so we tried to imagine what it would be like to watch humans coming and going like it was like fast-forward in a movie, (laughs) like and you were just standing in one place. So that's our nature talk for today, a fun game to try if you can find a little patch of woods near you. So our next segment is going to be um, a crafty segment. We're going to talk about how we made the Craft, excuse me, the Camp Marco banner today. So we had some cool banner ideas from Grammy. Um, She actually used to be a kindergarten teacher, and she always has all kinds of good ideas for things to do. So she had actually pre-cut some long um, triangles for us that were, very pointy, and we put one letter on each one to spell out Camp Marco. And then we hung them up in the window, and they're very beautiful. So uh, what did you think about that, Kai?
1: I think it was very cool. So what do you think?
0: Should we talk about the process? Sure. Um, Grammy had already given us the the paper, like I said, and then I cut out uh, the letters by just kind of eyeballing it and I used some thick construction paper. And then Kai and Zoe did the background decoration.
1: Yeah, so we used stencils and thin markers and it worked out fine. We kind of did like a theme for each letter. It looked pretty cool, it was very colorful and...
0: Yeah, so your favorite, my favorite theme that you did was the food one. What are some of the foods you put on there?
1: So I put a pizza, mac and cheese, coffee, tea, beer, wine, uh, ma- uh I said mac and cheese, carrot, broccoli, banana, the evolution of a popsicle, you know, eaten, bite, melting, gone.
0: I like that one, the evolution of a popsicle a lot. And then you did one that was about travel, didn't you? Yep, R for travel. excuse me i just just breathed in wrong so that was a lot of fun and now we have a bright banner to cheer our spirits at camp marco
1: what's going on guys today we're gonna do another so now we're gonna do um our first segment of quarantine news so the news is you know that we're ahead of the game with chicks
0: right jala You betcha. So we just thought, hey, it'd be really cool to have chicks because we're going to have a lot more time to spend at home. And we thought if things did go um, into a trouble zone more than we expect, then we would have some eggs and we would be able to leave um, eggs at the grocery store for people who needed them. So we thought, why not? It's fun to have new pets and we could also um, help out uh, if there came to be shortages later on, but we didn't realize that we were not alone in that. Apparently, lots and lots of people have gotten chicks to the point where they're all sold out at lots of places. And Grammy said that people are getting on hatch lists, so they have to wait until the chicks pop out of the eggs and then they get those. So we had no idea that we were part of a nationwide trend.
1: We were way ahead of the game. We we had chickens. Like years before quarantine, like coronavirus started, and quarantine, like our chickens were—they're laying like five eggs a day. Our fridge is overflowing. We're like giving eggs to everyone we can.
0: <laughs> and speaking of eggs, you might some hear you might hear some sounds in the background of hammering and sawing, and that's uh, Steve and Bupa working on the chicken coop.
1: How is that? Oh. That's speaking of eggs. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The chickens need somewhere to live.
1: So here, now we're going to do a generation mix-up about cakes and how, you know, they were different along, you know, like Jalo's generation than they are now. They were, like, way more simple, and now they're, like, very detailed. Like, there was, like, a bunch of cakes were, like... um it looks like spaghetti or like it looks like a real life dog like and before it's just vanilla cake with vanilla frosting or chocolate cake with chocolate frosting. Jala can tell the rest.
0: Yeah so uh, we were talking about cakes yesterday because Grammy again giver of many good ideas had gifted us with a cake mix that was called Spring Fling and the picture on the box had a a cake that was cut and it had a rainbow on one layer and a reverse rainbow on the other with white frosting and it looked amazing. So the twins and I made that cake yesterday and it was really fun and involved separating the batter into six different parts and using gel food coloring to color each part and then um, you made a, a dot in the middle of the pan and then just kept putting dots on top of it and it spread out and made stripes which was really cool. But we were talking about how when we were growing up, nobody had even thought of such a thing. I mean, when you had a cake, it was, you know, a grocery store cake that was one flavor. And then it had frosting on top, white frosting. And then maybe if you were lucky, they would write your name on it. Um, Or if you had a homemade cake, it was either a chocolate cake with chocolate frosting or a vanilla cake with vanilla frosting. Or maybe if it was exotic, it was a yellow cake with chocolate frosting. But now these kids have grown up seeing all these amazing shows of kids who can make cakes that look like all kinds of things. And um, I actually watched Ace of Cakes, which is a really old show, and that was kind of the first one of um, a person making amazing cakes that were cars that could really go and things like that. And even that seems so old now. We just found it on, uh, on Netflix, and the first season was like 15, 20 years ago. Anyway, so Uncle Mike was saying that when he was in high school, he did something very unusual with a cake. It was his mom's birthday, and he got a regular white cake, but then he put blue food coloring and red food coloring in it so that the inside of the cake was purple, and then he frosted it with white frosting, and no one knew, and then when she cut open the cake, his mom was so surprised because no one had ever seen a purple cake before. And I said that in third grade, I was amazed because I went to a friend's house for his birthday. They played the Monster Mash. It blew my mind. And his mom had made a cake. I don't remember what the inside was like, but the outside, she had taken frosting and tinted the frosting purple, and then she had taken marshmallows and cut them into slices and put them on the outside of the cake so it was actually a purple polka-dotted cake. And I had never seen anything like that. I remember it so clearly to this day. So that's it for our
1: podcast. But we must tell you one more thing. Actually, two more things. Here's the first thing. Be alert. Be kind. Be flexible. And make sure to wash your hands. And here's the other thing. And the winner
0: is...
1: (laughs) Zoe! Pum, pa